the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Living on the Rock Radio with Pastor Israel Labson. Here you will hear teaching that will challenge you to a deeper walk with Jesus. Whatever place you are in your understanding of God's plan for your life, you will grow closer by listening. No shame, no guilt, and no condemnation. But you will be challenged to a closer walk with God. Now, here's Pastor Israel with today's teaching. This peace that God gives, and I've mentioned this already, could never be achieved in isolation. In other words, we, we can't do this ourselves. We can't experience it ourselves. It has to be experienced in connection with a relationship with God and a connection with His people. Cannot be, you cannot have real peace if you're not connected to Christ and if you're not connected to the body of Christ. So this has to make sense to every Christian, right? Look at it, it says, Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. He's saying, you Gentiles, you're not part of the covenant that God has made to the nation of Israel, and though, therefore you have to be placed in that position. And Jesus did that for you. So outside of a relationship with Jesus, all you will ever have are your pagan pagan religion and for the Jews what you all, the only thing you have is your you know religion based on law neither of them will be sufficient to give you peace in the outset the word of god tells us that without a relationship with jesus there's no peace because we are isolated from him and without being connected to the body of christ there's also no peace because we're isolated and a lot of people tell me, well, do I have to go to church, pastor, to be a Christian? No, 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 you, no, you don't have to, okay? But don't come knocking on the door and saying, I, you know, I have turmoil in my life. Yeah, I can't sleep at night. I got this thing worrying me. And I know some people in here saying, oh, no, I, uh, thank you very much, pastor. I, I, uh, I can do this myself. I can have peace. I'm, I'm not buying what you're saying. I get that. My responsibility here is to simply teach you what Jesus revealed in his word. And that is, you can never have peace in isolation. You cannot have peace without being connected to Christ and connected to the body of Christ. Have you ever watched uh, kids, when the, when the older kids, I, I saw this in, with, with my nephews when they were little. The older kids tend to isolate the youngest, you know. And it's, it's like they don't want that kid to join. And there's a whole lot of crying going on with that little kid. They don't want me. That's kind of a picture of what it looks like to be outside of that, of that, that fellowship. Okay? There's, there's alienation. There's isolation. The cry of the human soul, of every human being, can only be satisfied by a relationship with God through faith in Jesus. We cannot try to substitute that with anything else. We won't have real peace. We won't have real satisfaction. 
Let me give you another illustration. You know, the, the, the way to destroy these brutal dictatorships, <laughs> you know, we've had them in the history of the world, is to isolate them. You know, there cannot be any kind of peace unless that dictator learns to be connected. And, and the best way we've learned to, to destroy these tyrants, I mean, we still have a few of them lingering around in the world, right? But the best way to destroy the tyranny of those types of dictators is to isolate them. Isolate them from the rest of the world. And that's a picture of someone who's not connected to the body of Christ, who's not connected to Jesus, who's not connected to the family of God. There's no peace. It's, you know, try to be self-sufficient. Peace cannot be achieved in isolation. Paul said, before you heard the gospel, you were separated from God. Let, let me say that to you also this morning, to us. Before Jesus, before we acknowledge the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are separated, isolated from Him. This is our state of being. We have no Savior, okay? That means we have no relief from the power of sin, and we have no chance of saving ourselves. Outside of Jesus, we also have no belonging. There's no community to attach to, which is called the body of Christ. We have no family, no spiritual family. And, and, and I, if you have been left out we have, without anybody, I mean, from the human standpoint, that's already pretty bad. Imagine in the spiritual realm, if you have no connectivity, no benefits, your prayer is not being heard. People have a problem with that when I say, you know what, outside of Jesus, God doesn't hear your prayers. Oh, come on, pastor, that's just too much. Oh, what makes you think that your religion is the right one? There's so many other religions. Why do you claim that you have a monopoly on this one true God? Your argument, if you have that in your head, is not with me or with not with any Christian. Your argument is with Jesus himself. Because Jesus says, if you pray in my name, God will give you. So imagine, you praying and praying and praying, and you're just taking a chance that something good might happen. Because you don't have that, no benefits. And of course, you have no God to worship. There's that exclusion. Therefore, you have no peace. And I want to let you know this morning that that this condition still exists in many people's lives because they're outside that vital relationship with God that can only be found through faith in Jesus. You and I cannot possibly save ourselves. Uh, try. You can try all you want. But if you happen to come to your senses and say, I'm going to give up pursuing this on my own and I'm going to listen to the words of Jesus, then I can truly have peace. John chapter 14, Jesus said this, don't let your hearts be troubled, believe in God. Believe in me. Okay? And he said these words, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one, absolutely no one gets access to heaven outside of me. In Acts, Jesus says, no other name but the name of Jesus was given so that we can be saved. So true peace cannot be done in isolation. You have to be connected to Christ. Well, I know that already, Pastor. Do you? Then therefore, when you're asked, do you have peace in your life? There should be an unqualified yes. 
That means when you go to sleep at night, if I don't ever wake up, when I open my eyes, I'll be in heaven. And that's not just wishful thinking. That's real peace. Amen? It's real peace. You know? And I'm not talking about uh, uh, peace as a feeling. Okay? A peace as a reality. It's a, it's a sense of confidence. And we can't possibly barge our way into the family of God. We have to be positioned to be in the family of God. Only those who receive Jesus are given the right to become God's children. So we can't belong in God's family unless God positions us to be His children. And that positioning was done through our faith in Jesus. Our prayers cannot possibly be answered. Our promises, the promises in the Word of God cannot possibly access. The challenges that we face in our lives cannot be overcome. Unless we have peace with God. Lots of people seem to be more blessed than you. And they don't even believe in God. They don't even have the same devotion to Christ. And, and, and we say, why, why are those people so more blessed than I am? Listen, loved ones. Don't envy those who seem to have a much better life that you have here on earth. Because all they have is God's common grace. All they have is the opportunity that God gives. And they took advantage of it without giving God the glory. All they have is God's common grace. And it will wither. Because the grace that we receive. The peace that we receive is not common grace. It's a covenant grace. It carries the word of Christ. Jesus says, don't envy those who are rich. Don't envy those who seemingly are successful. Don't envy those who seemingly, seemingly have everything together. Their reward is already there. They cannot look forward to anything else. And eternity is far longer than the 100, 200 years that you have to live here on this world. Hopefully everybody lives to be 200 years. But your covenant peace is eternal. You're not receiving God's common grace or common peace. You're receiving God's covenant peace. So don't envy people who, believe, who don't believe in God and seems to be having their way in this life, the way that you perceive for yourself. God gives us far better than that. He gives us peace, not only that passes understanding, but peace that will carry us throughout eternity. That's a good spot to say amen. You, know, you, know, you have peace today, you not have peace tomorrow. Number two, we receive peace through God's intervention. The greatest intervention that God has given humanity in this world is when he sent Jesus Christ to this world and we sent him to the cross. Look at verse 13. But now in Christ, you who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. God intervened through the blood of Jesus. What does it mean for Christ's intervention through his death? What did it mean? Why did it bring peace? Number one, because it brought redemption to each and every one of us. The blood of Jesus was shed to bring us near to God. What is the opposite of that? Without Jesus, we're far away from God. 
So without faith in Christ, you know, you and I can fool ourselves into thinking that, oh, I, I'm near with God. Listen, you didn't come here for me to waste your time. Without Christ, you're far away from God. Redemption brings us near to God. There's no peace in life, period, outside of Christ. Um, you know, you, you, you may have temporal peace, but your soul will not have peace. Jesus intervened to give us peace now, not just now, but after we die. So redemption is for today. To receive peace is for today. Don't wait until you die before you say, I think I'm going to take that redemptive uh, offer that God has given. Uh, not true. Secondly, reconciliation. Look at verse 14. For he himself is our peace who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. God removes the hostility that he has with us because of our sin and made us, reconciled us to a relationship with Him. Now a relationship with God is possible. It is God who wrote the priest treaty and He signed it with the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross. That's the only thing that matters for our eternal destiny. Thirdly, Reformation, verse 15. By abolishing in His flesh the law with its commandments and regulations, His purpose was to create in Himself one new person out of the two, thus making peace. So peace happens when God's life has been shared to us, when God replaces our old life with a new life that Jesus gives us, okay, and that we have that common life. You know that we're a church right here. I mean, this is not the only church. There's a lot of churches. I hope <coughs> that you see the commonality between Christians, other Christians, okay, that we are not isolated people. There's a lot of churches. We have a lot of brothers and sisters in the world. And what binds us together is not common doctrine. It's not simply common practice. What binds us together is not ethnic uh, diversity. It's not because we're different people. It's not culture. Not Certainly not politics. What binds us together is the peace of God. Peace that we have with God. You're a Christian. I'm a Christian. We both have that peace. God has created us. That's called the church. In John chapter 3, Jesus had a, 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 a conversation with a man named Nicodemus, a highly respected religious leader. And I know you've heard the story. Jesus said to Nicodemus, unless you are born again, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. And we've heard that. And, and, and Nicodemus says, Born again? What do you mean? I'm too old to be born again, to enter my mother's womb and be born again. Now, he wasn't stupid. He knew exactly what Jesus was talking about. Jesus says, <laughs> people must be born twice. And you've heard this before. If you are born twice, you will only die once. But if you are only born once, you will die twice. Explain that. Jesus said to Nicodemus, you are first born of water. That means natural birth. You came out of your mother. You know, that's the water that's, that's being talked there. But you need to be born again by the Spirit. You need to have a new life. Okay? When you do that, 
you're only going to die physically. You're going to die spiritually. You're going to be with God forever. But if you refuse to be born again and you rely on your own to make it to heaven, you will die twice. You will die physically and you will die spiritually. Okay? So what does that have to do with peace? Peace is when God says, I'm going to bring you to the kingdom of God my own way. By being, by giving you a new birth. By, by having you be born into the kingdom of God. You know, when you're born again, that's when your name is registered in the city hall of heaven. That's when it's written. Did you know that? Oh, God writes your name, and one day you're going to face God in the day of judgment. Everybody will face the judgment of God. There are two types of judgment. Judgments for those who are saved and judgment for those who are not. But everybody gets to face God, Christ, at the judgment day. And he's going to open the book. And he's going to look for your name. What's your name? My name is Israel. Ah, wrong answer. That's a country. And I look at the book. And if your name is written in the book of the Lamb, God will say, well done. Come on in. Enjoy. But when he opens the book and asks you for your name and you give Christ your old name, Jesus is going to say, there's a red door over there. Go over there. I never knew you. You're not here. How can anyone enter heaven without peace with God? Nobody can. Nobody. Because it can only be achieved through the shed blood of Jesus. Finally, God conceived this peace not only to give it to us individually, but by integrating us together. Again, peace from the Christian perspective is a peace brought about in community. Okay? It's not an individual reality. It's a corporate reality. Genuine peace can never be achieved outside of being connected to the community of believers. Read the writings of the Apostle Paul. Every time, every time, you you read this for yourself. When you go home, you read your Bible. When you read the letters of Paul, he greets the Christians with only one type of greeting. You know what that is? Grace and peace to you in the name of the Father and of our Lord Jesus Christ. Read read, Read the Bible. There's a reason why he greeted the Christians that way. Because that's integrating us together. We have a common grace, common peace in the world, but we have grace and peace through Jesus Christ. Oh, that's what we want to know. That's what we want to experience. God is building his church. That's why it's important to be part, to be connected. Because the Bible says he's building for himself a new community, a community of people who knows how to give glory to his name.
a community of people who will have peace in this life, who will not, be, who will not crumble under pressure. He's building a house that will withstand the scrutiny of the world. Why does God do that? Why is there a need for integration to the body of Christ? Why do we need to be part of that community? Because God is the one building his household. You're not. I'm not. We're not in charge of this church. We're not in charge of the body of Christ. God is. Jesus is. He's the one building his church. Do you want to be part of that building process? Say yes. Amen. Because God is doing it. You know, and I'm not buying some of these denominational things wherein, you know, people are trying to build up their own brand of church. Or oh, our church does this. Or oh, our church does that. Our church does this. Our church does that. Our church does this. That. And then, next thing you know, they're just dancing. Not doing anything. It is God who's building His church. Don't mock it. Don't set it aside. You have to be connected to it, otherwise you will not have peace. How many divisions in churches happen because, well, we disagree with this, we disagree with that. There's plenty to disagree with. There's plenty to disagree with when you come, you know, when you look at your doctrines and things like that. You know, we judge each other, you know, you're wrong, I'm right. All of these things. There's no peace sometimes even inside the church. We're trying to fight the influence of the devil in the world and we can't agree with what's right and wrong, even in the body of Christ. We have different understanding of, of how we should stand. Jesus did not build a church that will walk their separate ways. We have, we have one cultural stand, one political stand, one uh, you know, social stand. We have a common stand because we're not building ourselves. Jesus is building his church. This is, you know, we're not Democrats or Republicans or uh, Independents. But sadly now, even the church is going through these camps. They don't know how to address the cultural issues. I'll repeat it again. It's my favorite quote. I'm not a left winger. I'm not a right winger. I'm for the bird. It's Jesus who's building the church. And he's integrating his people. And preparing his people for three things. To focus on one country. That's not the United States of America. That's not Europe. That's not whatever. He's preparing one country. It's called heaven. Heaven in the Bible is called a far country. We're looking forward to a country better than New York because it truly never sleeps. Philippians 3.20, but our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's also building one confession of faith. One community. We have one confession. Ephesians 4, 4 to 5. There is one body and one spirit just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And of course, one church, the body of believers. Romans 12, 4-5, just as each of us 
has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Let me ask you the question as I conclude. Do you have peace? Maybe you're isolated from God and you don't know it. Maybe all you have is a religion. You know what God's solution for your isolation is intervention. He sent Jesus to save you. Are you saved? What does it mean to be saved? That means you place complete surrender of your life to the Lordship of Jesus. Have you responded? Have you repented of your sins? Then He will grow you by integrating you into His body. It's called the church. Maybe you're here today and you're not born again. That means you have not trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want you to know He can transform you today. And as soon as He does, you will have peace. Peace with God. You will experience the true peace of God. And you will experience true peace from God. Don't surrender 50% of your life to the Lord. Surrender 100%. You've been listening to Living on the Rock Radio with Pastor Israel Labson, a ministry of Living Rock Christian Church in Sunnyvale, California. If you have been helped by this radio program and would like to keep it on the air, your continued prayerful and financial support is greatly appreciated. Please visit livingontherockradio.com where all your tax-deductible gifts will go directly to the radio ministry. That's livingontherockradio.com. Living Rock is a church that doesn't care how you are dressed or what candidate you voted for. A church made up of imperfect people from all walks of life with a hunger and thirst to understand God's plan for our lives. No matter what you've been through or what questions you may have about God and faith, you will find love, grace, and hope at Living Rock Christian Church, 675 East Taylor Avenue in Sunnyvale, with Sunday worship starting at 10.30 a.m. More information at livingontherockradio.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.